I don't think it's really sneaky it's not anymore. Sneaky. Yeah, but he is hubba hubba. What a <laughs> yeah. hunk! Did so you did you say thing. hunk? Yes. Yeah. So we're he bringing hunk the, back. Right. You were bringing hunk back, and that is the definition of a hunk. I'm. You know what? I'm just. I'm on Google image search right now, and I am like loving he's got, it. He's got the salt and pepper beard. He's got the abs. I like this one where he's just kind of <laughs> hanging out, and oh, and he's oh, he's got like the the long hair going too. Yeah. And we didn't name him on the uh, the Hot Guys and Weatherman podcast, but that was an oversight. I could spend forty five minutes on this guy right now. <laughs> We got a smash record on our hands, Pete. Get up, everybody. Friday morning. We got new Bruno Mars. It's kind of a Gloria Estefan song, but whatever. <laughs> this thing jams. Between that and the new Moo song, it's been, it's like a great Friday for music. I actually I curated a playlist, and I put it out there on Twitter. It's uh, called Hot New Tracks. No, it's just called Hot Tracks. So that includes everything. The Beatles could go on there. Anything. Literally, Literally all hot tracks of all time. Right. They, they all songs. qualify, but you only have two <laughs> songs released in the past 12 hours. <laughs> only two make it, because the hottest tracks I've ever heard in my life are Drum by Moo and 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Um I guess we'll start with Bruno because everyone's going to freak the hell out about this song. We're going to hear it at every wedding forever. It's going to be played back-to-back with Uptown Funk. A lot of weddings I went to this summer had the back-to-back Treasure and Uptown Funk. This, I think, Treasure is going to get booted out. Yeah, I think that's probably a good call. I'm going to a wedding today, actually. You're going to hear it. You think so? I I said on Twitter, I was like, I'm going to be the asshole who requests a 12-hour-old song. At a wedding. You know, there's no better feeling, though. I was, uh, I went to a wedding, like, right after uh, Coloring Book came out by Chance the Rapper, and the the girl who was DJing the wedding was a, uh, she was like a hip-hop karaoke DJ, and my friends had chosen her specifically because they were like, she always knows what she's doing, and Coloring Book had just come out, and she played all night, and I just lost my stuff. That's amazing. When, when, like, when your hot new track there's, comes out, it's... Yeah. There's really no excuse to not play like brand new songs if you're a wedding DJ or just a DJ in general, because... It's like you haven't got you the d- CD Right. Yet. You don't need to get like the physical, the physical music. Just go on Apple Music and fucking play that jam. Although, you know what would be a cool party to throw would be a, like a CD party. Where get your friends, so everyone bad. brings all the CDs they have. Maybe just get a little anti skip going, so when the when the subs are bumping, nothing gets too out of control. Just thinking about the CDs that I that I actually own, it, like if I went to a CD party, I would just bring like a horrible contribution. What was the be- last CD you bought? Oh fuck, that's a good question. Um, it was probably like the All American Rejects in like high school. Nice All American Rejects. I feel like people want to dog All American Rejects. Their singer. Was if their singer existed in like the seventies or eighties, he would have been just like the ultimate sex symbol rock god. And instead, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, they, they sang the art of losing, right?" Uh, I don't know. I'm not, like a, Whoa. I'm not like a all American reject super fan over here. I just bought that in high school. You're dropping ducats on them, so <laughs> you're throwing you're throwing your hard earned at them, and right. you don't even know that it's it was from a beer commercial. Anyway, um, yeah, this Bruno Mars song. Here's the thing. People are going to hate it. I got a lot of like 7 a.m. texts this morning about this damn Bruno Mars song. People hate it? No, uh, just oh. just reaction. Like I got uh, I got a 
new Bruno, and then like the, the I call it the Cosby emoji. Jazz hands, right? The jazz, yeah. Jazz hands um, emoji. The Cosby emoji, right? Probably, probably can't not, do that. Probably not the greatest d- dub of an emoji. There are other emojis that maybe might qualify as <laughs> oh, being God. the the Cosby emoji better. But um, yeah, I got that. I got like new Bruno. Ah, uh, shit. I got uh, I got. Have you heard the new Bruno? It's so bad, it's good. And here's the thing. Bruno Mars, every time you hear a new song by him, you're probably going to be like, come on, dude, this is exactly this other song. And this song is, this is like a more disco version of the song One, Two, Three by Gloria Estefan. But here's the thing. Everyone loved that song. So in Bruno, I don't think it makes any sort of live like, oh, no, I composed this 1000%. This was not influenced by anything else at all. So... Um, I don't mind it. Like yeah, Uptown Funk was a direct jack of uh, Jungle Love, so just whatever. Do you, Bruno? Right. It's like you don't. I think the trick is to not take Bruno Mars like super seriously. Exactly. Like he would. He to me, he's like the ultimate wedding band. Right. Performer. Yes. Yes. So like, if you go to see like a wedding band performer, you want to see that person do covers, and right. you want to see them do better or awesomely revised versions of songs that you love. Yes. And that's perfectly Bruno Mars. Yeah, he basically like cranks the the jam knob up to 11. Like he if he could arrange a song differently that would make it sound more kind of authentic or whatever, or no, or more um I guess original, I don't think he wants to do that. I think that he wants to get inside like if like this so song, it's like a it's like a funky disco-y type of feel. He's like, "All right, I'm doing <laughs> Everything so what, that they used to do. So what he does is he takes the old song and he puts it down on the table and he pours cocaine on it and he just <laughs> snorts cocaine off the old song. Now, this that might be an insensitive joke, but it's not because, look it up, Bruno Mars did a lot of cocaine. Got caught with a lot of cocaine. Shocker. So, you know what? Real nice, Bruno. <laughs> Get it together. Uh, on Moo, that song came out and I was listening to it and some of the rhymes in the verse were a little corny, and I was like, eh, I don't know if this is the best. And then it got to the chorus, and I realized it was uh, this song, Drum, that she played both times we saw her in Chicago. And that chorus thumps. And, man, it's just... I, uh, I had, like, a visceral flashback when, I, when the chorus kicked in. Right. I was like, oh, shit, this song. Right, I, yeah. I forgot, I forgot that song, like, ever existed. Same. I, I didn't... I never even like realized when we were listening to it at at in Chicago. I wasn't like, oh, this is a new song. I and I'm a I just figured, super that, fan I just figured I that, think, that I missed it. Right. I I just assumed it was on like one of her EPs from before she came out with her only album. So I was like, oh yeah, this is a cool song. Like it it doesn't it doesn't sound like her newer stuff. It no. sounds like her kind of like her older stuff. So I same. Like I didn't know it was a new song. I but. We were singing, I don't know about you, like, I was singing along to that oh, chorus. That's well, a, it's you hear very it easy to learn. You hear yeah. it once, and you are in. So. Uh, yeah, so I had, like, a visceral flashback, and I just went back to Chicago, just screaming my ass off at the <laughs> chorus in, like, the tiny club. And right. I, I was like, fuck yeah. She was on, uh, I think it was BBC Radio, because they debuted the song on Thursday, and uh, she she called in, and she was calling in from her tour, and she didn't have much of a voice. And I was like, yes, that's why I love Moo, because she's she's not doing the, like, drinking tea and gargling vinegar and everything. She's like, I'm just going to rock 1,000% right. each night. And, and the then- best part about it was that during the interview, she said, uh, 
I don't have voice in yes. broken English. She, so raspy, broken English, awesome. Her, uh, I love her English accent. The way she speaks English, there's a lot of, uh, like, she would say Pac more than a Boston person would say yeah. Pac. Like, she, she skips ours a lot, but she doesn't skip the jams, and that's why we love her. Um, I've got a bit of uh, small uh, personal news. I start at Comcast Sportsnet next week. I am going to... I still have a contract with the EI, so I'm going to be writing a couple of things a week and maybe doing some podcasts for them until the end of my contract, which ends on December 31st. Uh, that's my situation. I'm Woo! not... Yeah. Um, super, super excited. I, I've i done stuff in some way, shape, or form at CSN since I was in college, so I know a lot of people there. I love everyone over there. They're awesome people over there, so I'm psyched. Um, I won't be... It's more of like a get good at the internet job than it is a go to a million practices job, which I, so I'm not, basically that's my way of saying I'm not going to be doing a lot of Bruins. Um, We're going to be skating the same lane. Kind of, yeah. Um, I didn't want to tweet or even talk about this because I feel like we, we're good at talking about kind of superficial stuff and then when it comes to actually our own lives and our careers and everything, I don't think we're really... We tend to keep it off the podcast. Right. We don't... I don't know. I, I just feel weird talking about anything that matters. But um, <laughs> yeah, so... Second job change announcement in like, what, three months, two months? I know. This is a... It's a job change <laughs> podcast. So maybe Feidelberg can start listening again because it's not the other podcast that he <laughs> thinks it is. But um, yeah, uh, I... I think it's important. I've said in past podcasts that you can't just be good at one thing. You can't just be a good writer. You can, but I don't have a ton of use for someone who's just a good writer and jobs are so hard to find and all that stuff. So I think I've done the reporting thing, done the writing thing, look forward to continuing to do that. And I'll be doing that at CSN, obviously, but I'll also be doing uh, a lot more stuff for their actual website, which I think is important to learn because... If you don't get good at that stuff, then I think you you're make, obsolete. You you become obsolete, and I thought that for a while. I just thought there were people who did one and people who did the other. So I'm looking forward to doing both there. Uh, just thanks to everybody at EI. No one wants to hear me list a bunch of names and everything, but Bradford obviously gave me uh, my first like real job. Tomasi and Alex Spear were like my parents. <laughs> they are those those two guys are like the two two of the best sports writers on the planet period and they were guys that whenever i wrote something whenever i was working on something could always consult them they were super helpful they just knew way more than me and they're awesome chris price trags brian hannibal scott mclaughlin uh just paul flannery everybody and on the radio side ben kitchen uh kirk was this is going to sound silly, but like Kirk was super helpful to me even right up until I made the decision to jump over to CSN. So uh, thanks to everybody over there. And if I forgot anybody, Andy, then it's not, it's just because I don't want to do the thing. Get your own I, podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. You, you did it a lot more eloquently. You had kind of, I wrote out a list and I just went down the list and I just got it over with as soon as, as quickly as possible. I spent, wants to hear that shit. Right. I spent three total minutes, two of which were spent talking about how I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's my news. Uh, let's get out of that with a Zach Efron heat check. Zach Efron is taking a lot of pictures, going to a lot of things, having a lot of fun. And it leaves me with a question, Pete, 
What's the question? Does Zac Efron have any friends? That is a good question. <laughs> right? That is a really good question. Right? I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Where are the friends in these pictures, Zach? Nope. It's literally just him with like random other celebrities slash D- Joe Tory. <laughs> if they're willing to take pictures with them. Right. Uh, he was at, what was it, the Giants game with Joe Tory? Uh, yeah, I think it was the Giants game. Yeah. Joe Torrey doesn't go up or to him and say, can Jets, we get a picture? Jets game, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, One of those. He, uh, no. He also I, took a picture in the Yankees dugout, and he was by himself. He was by himself, yes. And even Bieber, when he does those pictures, um, there is entourage in the background or something. Right. And that doesn't really happen with Zac Efron. And I'm going to tell you this. I did some digging at once I had this kind of question of Zac Efron's friend situation. Uh, I looked, I just did what we always do, throw Zac Efron into the uh, new search. And this is what Zac Efron told the Sunday Times across the pond uh, late in July. Dating is something I'll never be able to do. <laughs> as in the dictionary definition of... Same, Fucking Zach. banger of an opening. Right? <laughs> he, he got to a podium and said, excuse me, I'm glad that you've all come here. I have an announcement. It's with mixed feelings that I <laughs> right, that I announce. So dating is something I'll never be able to do, as in the dictionary definition of dating, because one way or another, I've impacted that person's life, and they'll soon realize it. <laughs> a date has to be very long to dispel whatever people think about me. <laughs> So I'm not saying like I'm like the bad boy of dating or anything, but I just imagine him on a date a couple hours into it. They've had their food. They've had their wine. They've had their discussion and his date being like, so shall we go? And him being like, no, we haven't been here long. I need to. You don't know me yet. (laughs) I need five more hours with you. Those like two lines, like there's definitely no way that he has any friends because those two lines make me never, ever want to hang out with him ever. That sounds tone deaf AF that he (laughs) says, I've just impacted everyone's life. That's the most pretentious thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. I really... I don't know what to think of Zach now. And I, uh, th- again, we say this every time we do a Zach Efron heat check. At some point, we say, this is why we do Zach Efron heat checks, because we need to take the temperature of what's going on with him. And that is... That, that guy's a Hollywood douche robot. That is kind of damning. And also, he did the... Uh, when his dog died, he did like some serious, that's my best friend stuff. And that's fine. Like My dad's my, my best friend. But my dad, if you ask my dad... Is your son your best friend? He could be like, yeah, fine. But if you ask a dog, they can't talk. So who knows right. if that dog even likes Zac Efron? Right. Um, Maybe it died to get away from him. Right. That's, that's what my dog did that's to get off the podcast. <laughs> that's that's happened in this podcast history. Um, so not a we've had a few not good Zac Efron. We've had some checks. scathing Zac Efron he checks, but this is definitely the most most brutal. Like he's this is the coldest that he's ever been. Right. Uh, when was his hottest? When there was a lie that he could possibly maybe date Taylor Swift? Um, no, not even that, because we, cause even then we were like, Taylor Swift could, could do better than Zac Efron. Right. Man, uh, I, I learned in that article, though, that Zac Efron... Uh, now that I think about it, I don't even know if we've had like a, a good a Zac positive Efron. One. It's more... Uh, we, we more just pick at Zac Efron. Right. We just say, like, why'd you do this? What's happening with it's this? It's just an analyzation of Zac Efron's life. I'd like for someone to write a review that uh, 
says what Zac Efron he checks really says, you know? Like, says uh, DJ and Pete use Zac Efron as a, a metaphor bag. for life. Yeah. And when they analyze Zac Efron's dating life, are they talking about themselves? Right. You know? Or, what, what personal demons are they exercising through Zac Efron he checks? I think that would be very therapeutic to have Zac on and maybe see what he thinks about that. I think we, that, should, we should have Zac Efron come on and do... Uh, Pete Blackburn and DJ Bean he checks honestly my first question if and when we ever interviewed Miles Teller I was imagining it would be in person and I wanted the first question to be what do you think of us (laughs) turn the tables or not (laughs) right turn the tables on him and if he's like you guys seem friendly we'll be like you know what Miles cut the S Get, get further in with this, we're having. A would discussion. you call us the non-ray pooper, or would you call us the ray pooper? Yeah, I, I don't. Would Would Miles Teller double down on a rape joke that he made? Um, which again was he was trying to dispel kind of a rocky situation, yes. um, and it didn't work out for him. That was he got carved. He got carved up in that profile. Did you see that he uh, he got hot and heavy on on Twitter over uh, the. Fox yes. News thing. He did. And I retweeted I think I used from hot the and heavy very wrongly hot there. Hot and bothered, you mean. Hot and bo- uh, well, that's the same thing. Hot and heavy is... Sex. That's like, yeah. yeah. You see the Seinfeld Hot and bothered episode? is like horny. So both of those are very incorrect. I thought that hot and <laughs> bothered was more having your panties in a bunch, which could also be sexual. No, I think hot and bothered is like, this guy is making me hot and bothered because he's hot. Hot and bothered. Uh, let's see. I'm looking it up. I think and you're using it too literally. Hot and bothered. Is I think I'm just horny. looking at bothered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. OnlineSlangDictionary.com, which is apparently like the the Craigslist of Urban Dictionary. <laughs> uh, adjective: sexually aroused. Yep. See. Point Pete nailed it. Uh, and then the second one is aggravated, but uh, you were up at the top, so you win. Okay. Uh, it says, "See more words with the meaning." In want of sex, comma. <laughs> in want of sex. I, I'm going to click on that to I'm see what... U- I'm going to use that, that phrase from now on. I'm just going to walk into a bar and be like, I'm in want of sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, you know what means in want of sex? Frisky. Mm-hmm. Horn dog. Okay. Horn, comma, the. Horn, the? I've got the horn, guys. I'm in want of sex, maybe? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, horny. Hot and bothered. And here's the best one. Shouts my man Austin, Randy. Randy? Yeah. You know Austin Powers would say Randy? No. Oh, yeah. He would say, like, do I make you Randy? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, maybe I have heard that. I just didn't know what the hell it meant because I was like 10 years old when those movies came out. Do yeah. I make you Randy? Yeah. Why Why is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. He said it, but it's great. We should bring that back. We Speaking should bring, of bring that in- back with, with Randy Havens. Yes, we should have got, yeah, that episode could have been called Getting Randy, <laughs> and then in parentheses, with Randy. Um, like, hey, Randy, you ever get Randy with those kids from Stranger Things? Geez. I thought you were going to say, hey, Randy, you ever get Randy? <laughs> like, hey, man, you ever been aroused? <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, speaking of bringing things back and the awful English accent I just did, side note, I can't do an English accent, and nothing makes me angrier. When I was younger, I used to do, be able to do some decent impressions, 
and I can't do an English accent. I can't do one like off the cusp, but I can. Is it, did I use off the cuff, cusp? I think off the cuff. Whatever. Cusp this is, is like is on a, the uh, on the brink. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a great episode for using for malapropisms for, for using yeah. phrases that we have no idea what they that mean. sound like. Maybe the thing that is uh, correct. I can't do uh, an English accent at the snap of a finger, but let me watch like a Harry Potter a Harry Potter movie. I'll be talking in an English accent for a week. Ah, oh, that's like the one thing. That's like the one of a million things I can't do. It's definitely the easiest accent. Really? I believe. Yeah. Um, I was always, I, I lose confidence whenever I start to do an English accent and then I cut out of it and go back to an American one and it's really embarrassing. You know, like when uh, we would, you know, when you'd watch an Ali G episode and then you'd gather with the fellas and you'd be like, I was watching this Ali G episode. Donald Trump came on and then Ali G said this and you, you know, when you basically just recap word for word something that you yeah. saw and it's the most painful thing in the world <laughs> to experience on the other end. Yeah. I would be like, so Ali G's like, Booyakasha, yo, I is, so he says, I'm, I'm here with, <laughs> and you just ditch it in the middle. It's right. And everyone who's listening is like, that's so embarrassing for you. So why do we invite DJ places? Right. But I want to bring back, uh, what was it? Uh, so Rob Gronkowski kept saying love or baby. He's saying baby during a press conference this week. He said, uh, if people don't want me on their fantasy team, like, why'd you draft me, baby? And that's obviously a very swingers kind of thing. Yeah. I like that. And uh, I tweeted about this. I don't, when think, I that, saw, I don't think that, that I don't think that's left. Saying baby at the yeah. end of everything, baby? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's left. Okay. Um, Just but, like Cool never left and you no, no cool. brought that yeah, back. Yeah, no, Cool's in now. Yeah. It's always been in. Because I brought it back, yeah. <laughs> um, but after I saw Grand Budapest Hotel, I was hell-bent on saying, like, calling everyone darling and love at the end of everything, and then I just forgot to do it. So you don't watch Game of Thrones, but Your Grace. You know, like, called everybody Your Grace for, like, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> your Grace? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, when I was a awesome. kid, I wanted to name my kid... Uh, Mr. President or something, or Your Honor. So if they were acting up in school, the teacher would have to talk up to them. Oh, that'd be that'd be badass. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, your, your Honor, sit down, and the kid like, would be like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kanye pulled that move, naming his kid Saint. Right, yeah. How are you going to hate on that kid? Yeah. Actually, when I was younger... I'm going to give detention to a kid named Saint. Right. Uh, when I was younger, actually, I thought that Chandler would be a good name for a kid, because you'd be Chandler Bean. That's why kids are stupid. Right. That was a terrible idea. Don't trust any <laughs> idea that a kid ever has. Um, let's see. Should we? We have reviews and let's all that out reviews. stuff. Yeah, uh, we've got we've got some good ones. Although we, it's been brought to our attention that the reviews aren't always showing up. They're not always going through. So. Right. So we have four four iTunes reviews and a, a review that was sent to the email. Yes. Um, Jeff actually is one of the people who's been shunned reviews wise. Really? Yeah. He Bummer. said that he wrote a good one back in the day and it just never showed up, which can come to think of it. It's just a thing that friends say to friends when they right. do something. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Yeah. must've got lost in the mail. Right. The dog like ran off to the farm, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, take one. Uh, does this podcast come in men's? Nice. By Roxas nine. Uh, 11 out of 10, 6 stars. Although the bad boys of podcasting may sound abrasive, Pete and DJ are a delight. Brunch gives me my pop culture fix, and as an adult, I view it as a must for all ear holes. Very good review. Uh, No one agrees with the bad boys of podcasting being an abrasive thing. You guys wouldn't have given us that name if if it was so abrasive, right? (laughs) Because you guys totally came up with that. That was a listener 
curated thing. Uh, cat riding a Roomba. <laughs> I hate cats, but I, that's, I'm going to Google that as soon as we're done with this. Uh, says, totally worth the data usage. Ends it with a period because... That's, That's creepy because move. it's a creepy person. So let's just know that going into this. I started listening to Brunch a few months ago and have listened to every episode up to now. I have to say that this show is probably my favorite podcast out there, beating out any sports or any other shows I listen to on the reg. Pete and DJ have great chemistry together, even though they only really hang out like t- uh, once a week for two hours, twice. This podcast has opened me up to the world of pop culture and often have viewpoints that I completely agree with. I give these guys five of five stars. I'd give them six of five if I could, but they'd have to become Leaf fans. Keep up the good work, guys. I look forward to more of your shows. P.S. Love the background noises on your show. Makes it really seem like I'm out to brunch. That was the idea. That was the idea. Thank you very much. Um, By the way, uh, period in the headline, I have to take that back because John Futterberg's best blog ever. I stole the dog, period. But that was was perfect use of it. That's like... um, it's like starting a story with a quote. You, you're not supposed to do it. You never do it. But, but if, if you, you have do a it, banger of a quote, yes, you do it. exactly. So you, you got to know when to do it right. Same with like matching black and brown. Don't do it unless you can really knock it out of the park. So um, Right. Don't do it unless you're going to get somebody really hot and bothered. Yes, exactly. Uh, superheroes and Sidekicks by Kevin Spacey's dad. There are only two groups, superheroes and sidekicks. While Pete is the obvious superhero... Deej is less Robin Excuse to Batman me. as he is Oates to Hall or Franco. Oates to Hall, Oates to Hall or Franco. D to Efron or Dave Franco to Efron. Oh, so I'll take that. Okay. So he's trying to insult me, but he's saying that I'm Dave Franco and you're Zach Efron. I win every time. There, go on. Wouldn't it be Dave Franco to James Franco? That'd be a better one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he might he might not save the day on his own, but the day wouldn't be saved without him. Kudos for being entertainment and mostly for not being podcast dweebs. Uh, Five-star emojis in addition to the five-star review. I'm woefully insulted by that, but uh, thank you very much. I think that was very Basically, nice. Basically, the, the theme of that review was that we are both necessary to the success of this podcast. Thank, well, I would agree with that. Right. I would could have said it in a nicer way, but <laughs> hey, your, your review. Your, yeah, thanks. Uh this guy doesn't have a cool name, so I'm not even going to pronounce it. I've never seen friends, he says. Uh, apparently, the one guy is short, and the other guy has fat legs. So, yeah, I guess it's pretty good. Love I needed it. that one. Love it. That was, a, that was a good little bounce back one for me. That was a nice one. Those were the best reviews, because it's like, well, why do you listen to this? <laughs> they're, they're a little insulting, you know, but I'll take them. Right. Uh, that does, that's honestly the best. It's like people who, who just like can't figure out why they listen, but they just they can't stop. That makes me feel better than anything because right. it means if we don't have a heater one day, that's probably going to be a good one. So we'll take it. We're in your, we're in your brains. We're in your houses. Um, do we have any... Oh, we got the email. Review. Yeah. Uh, Brian Charlebois. That's pretty cool last name uh shouts to itunes for being a little bitch of the week uh and seemingly deleting my review a couple of times over the past week Uh, i guess that makes me a bad boy of reviews maybe i should get my own podcast if i could post if i couldn't post it on there i figured i'd just send it to you directly but i'm too lazy to write the whole thing so here's an abridged version Uh, (laughs) username naked brady heat check title pete and deej sex tape uh rating five out of five stars 
Uh, talk about loving the podcast and being a fan of you guys. Drop a Sunday Skate reference to seem really cool and not a bandwagon fan. <laughs> Been around since brunch was a thing and whatnot. Listen to Pete on Scoring Position. He and Alyssa discussed how they would go about making a sex tape with somebody. Alyssa said she might have her usual co-host, Amanda, film it. Pete said he couldn't imagine having anyone film his. I imagine DJ filming Pete's sex tape and the ridicule he would be hurtling, hurling throughout. Lots of you're a little bitch and such, uh, I would imagine. Ask you guys to discuss such a situation as filming each other's sex tapes. Six, keep up the good work. Weird way to weird way to position a podcast. I, I, All review. Of that. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand what he was doing, and I like it. But it's weird to read. Uh, I would say that you've kind of got me wrong there. While I would uh, politely <laughs> abstain from filming your sex tape, I don't. Th- I, I think I would be supportive. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hurl insults at you the whole way. <laughs> In fact, that would make me the weirdest guy there. Right. Because I'd just be... Like, if you're critiquing someone else's sexual performance while filming them, that's a weird move. <laughs> that's, that's something of a weird move. Yes. Just a little weird. I would not allow you to, to film my sex tape, first of all, and I would absolutely no chance film yours. Right. We, so we, we saw this review, and we, we read it. Cringed. We knew it. We, <laughs> had, we let it marinate, and neither of us have an answer for any of that, right? No, definitely um, not. But my, here's my question. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? I was going to say uh, I would have Adam film mine because he films everything <laughs> that I do. So and it would be unbelievable, unbelievable production value. Yes, and that's what you want in a second. Yes. Uh, my question is: If you had to pick two, a celebrity couple that you could get a sex tape of, which celebrity couple would you pick? Um, you are going to pick something really weird. Is this a? Are they choosing to put this out there? Yeah, I don't, think like you're, a, I don't think you're like taking them hostage and forcing them to make a sex tape, right? Because for I, your I, own, for your own pleasure. I don't, uh, I don't want to be one of those guys, right? Um, but if if someone happened to make a sex tape and it was a celebrity couple, which one would you hope that it was? Oh, that's a good question. Who who are even celebrity couples? There's Dave Franco and Allison Brie. I knew that, so that was the first thing that that came to mind. That's not but, my pick, by the way. But only if they would want to put that out there. I mean, well, this—that's the—that's the 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 thing here. Okay, so it's assumed that right. <laughs> this is for public consumption. You're being a little B uh, right now. Um, let me think. Ooh. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would pick. I don't know how to say his name, but Joe Mangello, <laughs> Mangello, and uh, his wife Sofia Vergara. Who's Joe Mangello? <laughs> We're pronouncing that so wrong. Manganello, uh, Joe Man Manganello, I believe. Mm. He is a. I think he was on like True Blood. Oh, oh that guy. Yeah, I love that guy. He was in. Um, well, I know he's from the Magic Mike things. Is that was that where they were called the Chang Tatum movies? Yeah, yeah, he was in those. He's and, in True Blood, and he was in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yep. That guy is. A hunk. He is built. Right. That guy is so sneaky built. I don't think it's really sneaky it's not anymore. Sneaky. Yeah. But he is hubba hubba. What a <laughs> hunk. Did so you did you say thing. hunk? Yes. Yeah. So we're he bringing hunk the, back. Right. You were bringing hunk back, and that is the definition of a hunk. I'm. You know what? I'm just. I'm on Google image <laughs> search right now, and I am like loving he's got, it. He's got the salt and pepper beard. He's got the abs. He's built. He's got the draw, jaw structure. What? A and hunk. then there's Sofia Vergara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> and he's got he's got a strong nose as well. Yeah. I use strong um, instead of gargantuan. But yeah, oh man, look at you see in this one. 
Check out this one. Just. I was on this one, which I don't know if it, if it's photoshopped, but oh, I saw that, that one. Hog. I saw that one. That's a good one. That um, is a wiener on that guy. I like this one where he's just kind of <laughs> hanging out and oh, and he's oh, he's got like the the long hair going too. Yeah. And we didn't name him on the uh, the hot guys and weathermen podcast, but that was an oversight. I could spend forty five minutes on this guy <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that my selection was the best choice. I was going to say Regis and Joy, but you <laughs> you won. Oh man, I don't who who's he even with? I I already forgot. <laughs> Sofia Vergara. Which, Fine. Timeless. She she can tape. Right. She can tape it. <laughs> Solo sex tape. Yes. From Joe Manganiello. Man. As taped by Sofia Vergara. Yes. That's our pick. That's yeah, that's a that's a joint pick. Oh my god. What what else were are, were we even I don't know. We're do? hot and bothered and we've lost <laughs> now, track. We are man. Hunk City. Uh, let's see. I, I we had other stuff written down. Um, oh, we had a we had a, we had another email about uh, an ox cord debate or an ox cord question. Okay. Um, Do you want me to read that? one? Yes, please. Uh, it's titled "The Power of the Ox Cord" by Matthew Nolan, who I know listens to this regularly. Uh, last week on KFC Radio, they talked about the responsibility of the ox cord and how they don't want the pressure. As someone who always wants to take the ox cord at tailgates, but my friends don't like my music tastes, hip hop la- mainly. Uh, do you take the power of the ox cord? And if so, what's your ideal tailgate party mix? Uh, so yeah, that's basically the question. Uh, first of all, I'm a hundred percent all about power of the ox cord. Yeah. It's a, you gotta have confidence. I was just about to say as with everything in life, but maybe more so than everything else, it's 1000% about confidence. Right. If you're feeling good, then... If you You'll don't have confidence, you're going to be p- playing like top forty hits that everybody, nobody's going to be right. Nobody's going to be surprised by it. It's not going to win anybody over. Right. It's you're just going to be like, all right, this is a top forty hits playlist, right? And you're trying to please everybody, right? But if you if, if you take the good, ox cord and you play like a personal favorite, yeah, like my all, my go to is always uh, you make my dreams by Hollow Notes. That's a that good. Everyone's going to love that banger. one. Everyone's going to love that one. I always. Uh, it kind of rotates, but I'll try to mix in something uh, R&B-wise from the 90s, maybe 90s early are, 2000s. 90s are get, always a, uh, you know, a safe play. Tickle tickle the old memory lane with a little Cisco, with the, not Cisco, with like Drew Hill, maybe a little 112. I was in the car the other day. My friend put on 112, made my day. So, the yeah. Only, the only time that the power of the aux cord kind of sucks is if you are at a party or out in a backyard shindig or something like that. And you don't have a playlist. Yeah. So you have to kind of keep tending to the to to the ox cord one by one. Yeah, but can I make a recommendation there? Here's what you do. I did this on Memorial Day, one of the days. Um, I just sat there, nursed a beer for like 20 minutes, and you're just on your phone. You're doing like the DJ thing where like you're kind of bopping your head a little bit to say to people like, "Hey, this is all coming from me," yeah. um, and just looking at stuff, racing through stuff, and make the playlist on the fly. And in about twenty minutes, just give it time, let it breathe. You can make uh, like a two-hour playlist if you're if you're feeling yourself. And it's again, you have to you still have to commit to that time to. To make the playlist. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can be... It's still it's, kind of social. If you, if, you do it at the, if you do it at the beginning of the party, 
that's a solid move. But like if you if you got a little buzz going on, you don't want to be sitting still and 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 adding songs to a playlist. We've talked about party. this before. As long as you it doesn't get to the point where people are unplugging and oh, passing it around, that. and then that's there's the all worst. that dead time. It's so yeah. so frustrating. And then you're like, I just gave up. 40 minutes of my phone usage for right. what you know because so you're you, not so you're obviously you could, not with your phone the whole time so that you could fucking get on the aux cord and play the most basic top 40 hit that you could fucking ever imagine right thanks if, dude if you're unplugging my phone to play 24 karat magic today i'm gonna be happy about it but right talk to me next week <laughs> and i'm not gonna be thrilled power uh, of the aux cord is the most powerful in the car yeah, that's the that is the 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 place that I always command it. I need it. Yeah, and I uh, I love it. Yeah, it's uh, yes, that is one thousand percent something with which I agree. Uh, what else do we have? Is that it for emails? I believe so. Okay, so there's been a lot of chip takes recently, and I don't know why it's happened. Lozo dropped a chips take the other day. He made fun of Sun Chips. Then Martellus Bennett said something about chips, and he made a joke he said Roger Goodell's like Pringles kind of a good kind of a good zinger there but it spurned a lot or it spurred we really have used a thousand malapropisms um <laughs> it spurred a lot of chip discussion and i heard Scott Zolak on the radio the other day and he was dogging sun chips first of all no clue why everyone's hating on sun chips because sun, sun chips, chips are amazing sun chips are well, top top 3 chip top 3 chip easily yeah. well, how do you go sun chips which um what do you you mean the the flavor variety um what's the is it garden salsa garden salsa number one yeah garden salsa num- like might be maybe even the best chip i think that it's it's very close to being at the top yeah that is uh that's the the power the power player of the sun chips yes uh that's sun chips are a you eat the entire bag oh kind you of thing can't, you, yeah you can't eat like a half half bag of sun chips if you go to someone's house and you see they've got uh like no, no one's ever put a chip clip on a bag of sun chips. <laughs> right. If you see sun chips with a chip clip on there, run because that person, that person kills people. Yeah. That person kills people. So yes, uh, I go garden salsa. Uh, sun chips is one of the few things where the original flavor is a top. Oh one. I, yeah, we'd put that at number two. Yeah, I go garden salsa, original French onion, and harvest cheddar. But harvest cheddar is still really. I don't. Good. I don't like harvest cheddar. I, I think that it's. I'm the, not a big like cheese chip guy. So you don't do the uh, the sour cream and cheddar ruffles. No, nope. those were super popular back in the day. I never did them. I think they're okay, but yeah, I'm generally not a big cheese guy. So wh- then, what do you do for uh, for Doritos? Do you not do the? I'm not che- a big Doritos guy, so I, I would say that Doritos are overrated. But I will. I do think that that Cool Ranch is the way to go. Uh, I would say um, Cool Ranch is great. But the spicy sweet chili, have you ever had that kind? Nope. Unbelievable. Although I'm gonna get I'm gonna go somewhere where I don't really like to go. This is a little little about me. I generally don't like uh poop jokes, don't like fart jokes, don't like butt jokes, a lot of times don't even like pee jokes. P E N I S jokes. Um I hate fart jokes. I hate when people fart, I get mad. When people burp, I wanna kill them. But I just need to point out that Doritos are like that. That's a very fart-inducing <laughs> snack. <laughs> I hate myself for having said that. I hate talking when people talk about farts. Okay, that's let's fine. not do it again. Okay, uh, what a, like I would put so Doritos to me are like the the Oreo of the of the chip world. I think Oreos are overrated. Oreos are awesome though. I had a friend mm-hmm. who did uh, like I'll eat them, but 
I, they they get put way too high up on a pedestal. I had a friend who did Whole30 recently, and she said the whole time she was just thinking about Oreos. What's and Whole30? It, it's, uh, it's basically you don't put anything bad in your body. And then not after you... Well, it's it's done to see if... Like, if you're not feeling well in any sort of way, like if you're having stomach issues, if your skin isn't good or something, you just it's you do the see, Whole30. It's to see if it's about your diet. Certain things, right. And then what you do after is you introduce things one by one. So at the end, you'll say, okay, like now... I'm going to have some dairy. Now I'm going to have some alcohol. And you see kind of what does it. Um, so anyway, she said that the whole time she was just thinking about Oreos, which fits in with what happened to me when I did paleo. I started thinking about ice cream all the time. That's such a basic thing to to crave. And when you're eating normal, at least for me before, I was never thinking about ice cream. And Oreos are – when you when you want to have something bad, I think Oreos are a, are a high contender. They're – would you go Oreos or like uh, I think we discussed this already, uh, Chips Ahoy or something like that? Um, I think I would go Chips Ahoy. Man, I don't know. What I'm I not would a big do. Oreos guy. Oreos are terrible for you. <laughs> yeah, Oreos are like Chips Ahoy probably aren't great for you either. Right, but I honestly think that uh, Chips Ahoy could put a label on the. You know how Chex Mix they have a thing on there? It's like 65 percent less fat yeah. and then in parentheses like then potato chips and you're like well yeah everything's less fat than potato chips uh, chips I, ahoy could be like oreo needs 90 percent less fat than like friggin' oreos oreos needs to put it like a surgeon general's warning on it yeah they used to uh i don't back when trans fats were a thing uh one of my friends who's a health nut he would faint at the idea of oreos because apparently all oreos used to be were trans fats jesus so, uh i will say that Oreo, uh, birthday cake, birthday cake Oreos are lit. I have only had one other variety of Oreos. Uh, when I was in college, mint Oreos came out, pretty and, good. I've and a kid those. on my floor got those, and I would s- sneak in and steal those <laughs> things all the time. Those are really, really good. Really good. Um, the uh oh Oreos were really good. What's that? Were it's they... the the white cookie with the oh. black filling in the middle. Those we're not are great. stupid, by the way. Don't call them uh oh. They're they're passing that off like it's a mistake. Right. You you manufactured that, <laughs> um, and then uh, but the birthday cake Oreos are dope. I actually have them upstairs if you want to try them. <laughs> so this is going to be you're going to pull a me right now. You're going to say that you're not a big Oreos guy, and, <laughs> and then, then be like, when I, I have leave, them in the house. You are going to home. We should we should Oreos. we should do we should have your first first uh, uh, birthday cake Oreo right now, uh, uh, live on air, live on air at nine thirty in the morning. I, I, no, no. <laughs> so what it is, it's basically an Oreo, but that's with, a good idea. But yeah. I'm, I'm just. It what what it is is basically it's an Oreo with Dunkaroos <gasps> filling in the middle. Oh, Dunkaroos are unbelievable. They had those. In, so in New Hampshire, where I went to school at the grocery store, they had Dunkaroos, and that was way after Dunkaroos were a thing. So it was hard to tell whether. They were like old as they, fuck. Whether like New Hampshire was being hip and bringing them back, or whether just like no, these or, are or Dunkaroos was just like shit. We have we haven't sold any of these boxes in the last ten years. Right. Fuck it. Let's just send it to New Hampshire. Yeah, but uh, I when I found out they had Dunkaroos, that was a thing. You know, you'd go to the grocery store and you'd get whatever you needed, but mostly Dunkaroos. Unbelievable. Um, what was uh. What about Cheetos? I had Cheetos written down. 
I'm a Cheetos guy. See, I'll never choose to eat Cheetos. It's they're so disgusting. Yeah, and you feel like a bag of absolute garbage after eating them. Yeah, but they are goddamn if it's not enjoyable while you're eating them. This uh, maybe this isn't surprising. I'm not a messy snack eater. That's not surprising. It's not worth it to me. Um, but you just said you eat Doritos. Doritos are pretty messy. Doritos are the are the messiest. That's kind of no, the I one. I think Cheetos are the messiest. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I was, I think. Like, Cheetos are disgusting. Like when you look at your fingers. The residue? You have it. They have the residue all over your fingers, underneath your fingernails. And then like you like try to lick them off your fingers and it just becomes like this disgusting orange paste in your mouth. I'm going to get. Awful. I'm going to sound like Travis Yost here and I hate it. But even I was eating raisins the other day. Sometimes raisins a little too sticky. And yeah, those are pretty. You're yeah, yeah. I was eating. I understand. I was eating raisins, doing some typing, and I was like, "This is gross." Come on, raisins, and that's. You should just put a bowl of raisins and scoop them with a spoon. That's, I bet you Travis Yost does that. Probably. I bet you. <laughs> he eats his Cheetos with a knife and a fork. Wait, that's not a bad idea. That's a terrible idea. It's a crazy idea. It's a. Good luck making friends idea, right. but I dare you to go out in public, sit down at a table, pour some Oreos onto a uh, pour some Cheetos onto a plate and cut them up with a knife and fork and see if the police don't show up in the next 15 minutes. You know what they should make is, you know, the the thing that old disabled people have, the grabber thing. Oh, uh, yes. They should make small ones of those and you can use them for Cheetos and uh Yeah, why don't those exist for Basically like, like a pooper people? scooper for your mouth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why don't those exist for regular people? They do, but they don't people don't use them until they need to. <laughs> yes. So like one exists well, for need, you, they need but to be, they need to be marketed towards millennials. <laughs> to, but towards like handicapped millennials. <laughs> no. Towards regular lazy wanting so, to stay clean millennials. Right, no, but I'm saying you you need smaller ones. You can't use the big, the huge ones. No, obviously things, not. They're, they're basically like right. appendages. They're like for reaching to the top of the shelf type right. things. Yeah, like little mini instead of like instead of a fork, you use a little grabber. How? What if we went chopsticks? On... You should use chopsticks while eating Cheetos. It's like chopsticks, but they close more. You know? Yeah. Um, that they... would be amazing to just see somebody in public with a bag of Cheetos and chopsticks taking one by one out of the bag. You know what? Uh, we're going to trademark this right now and call merch update on that because that's actually kind of a million dollar idea. It would be maybe about as big as this phone, right? Because the the uh, the grabber things are basically as long as an arm, right? right. So these would be as long as, long as, as a hand. hand. Yeah. yeah. And you would... That's a really good idea. Maybe... Yeah, I think I think you We're just heard me something. become a, uh, a Cheetos guy because I think that if we make this, then there's no downside to eating Cheetos other than putting garbage in your body and probably dying in a few years. How much do you think it would cost to manufacture that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a manufacturer. Man, I'm not a businessman. You're supposed to be the superhero. I'm still mad <laughs> at that review. Um, I would say that we're both superheroes. But uh, anyway, uh, we should make that. Um, uh, we should. We should get started on the T-shirts first. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should. Uh, and depending on what's happening, advertising-wise, we've got some stuff in the works. Um, we should have, at some point, some brunch capital to play around with, and then we'll, we'll start making the T-shirts. Because, again, it's really only laziness that has stopped us to this point. Uh, lastly, let's talk about Jordan Peele 
is making his. I don't know if it's his directorial debut. I know it's not actually because he made that Keanu movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, but, maybe it's his. Did he did he partner on that one with with uh, Keegan Michael Key? Maybe. Um, what? Uh, it, it is Jordan Peele who made this one, though, right? Yes. So he made a horror movie, and it looks really really scary and also really crazy. So, yes. I think that dude is is crazier than than most people give him credit for. I think that. He's also very smart. Yes, I was going to do like a very, uh, I was going to sound all philosophical. I was going to say, I think that we're all a little crazier than we give each other <laughs> credit for in this crazy world. I'll punch you in the face if you drop that <laughs> this line. This crazy thing. What does uh, Ryan say in the office? And he's like, Earth, you don't have to be crazy to live here, but it helps. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, yeah, the, so the trailer for his new movie, it's called Get Out. It looks terrifying. It's about a, they basically, they set it up as like a meet the parents type movie. And, and then the trailer takes a turn for the worse. I saw that. I did not know when I was watching the trailer that it was a horror movie. All I saw was Chelsea Peretti, who is uh, his wife. Is she married? They, yeah. yeah, they're married. Yeah. Uh, she tweeted out, oh, my God, so proud of Jordan Peele. He made this movie. Get out. It's the best thing in the world. So I started to watch it. And it's Allison Williams. And uh, her boyfriend in the movie, they're going to meet her parents. And then it's just, it goes from like laughy, like, oh, I, I've, I've never brought a black guy home to my parents before thing to just really, really weird, scary stuff going yeah. on. And it's that that preview, man, throws you for a loop. Right. It's uh, It's basically like. I don't know. From the preview, it looked like it's basically like white people hunting black people at like this like weird racist plantation. <sighs> it's <laughs> you're you, that's probably right because he goes there and he sees other black people and they're but, like possessed or like yeah, brainwashed. Right? They're all basically you know how they have little little white girls in horror movies who like they talk at the same time. And right? Yeah. They basically all the black people in the movie are like that. Yeah. And it's. It's very it, unsettling. It's so unsettling because it's just because it's presented in such a lighthearted way initially that when you see that it's that scary, I don't know. I I've, think I've said this before. I can't really do uh, scary. Really? I can't do... That surprise me. You're a little bitch. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, so let me think. I can do... There's, there's some quote-unquote... I can do like thriller-type movies... But like, uh, I can't do the creepy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. like I, I, I hate watch every Purge movie that comes out, you know. Um, and I saw all the Saw movies back in the day, but I don't. I can't even tell you why I would watch the Saw movies. Those things are yeah, the those, stupidest. Those are I stopped watching those after like the third one. I was like, this is just disgusting. That was a enjoyable. series where, for some reason, I felt I was pot committed after three. I never feel pot committed to movies. They made like. St- what like eight or something yeah. um yeah th- that's a good thing to live by are you going to see this movie yes definitely okay yeah actually i you know what you know what we didn't we haven't circled back on this but uh i heard that movie don't breathe was pretty good really so that's like a movie that i'm not trying to see yeah i i'm interested in seeing that movie now that i've heard that i've heard it's, some decent reviews really yeah we should uh I think I couldn't go 
by myself. Uh, so I got an, listeners, so I got we'll an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's like a good movie. Yes. 88 is really good for Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, me, oh, my. Uh, we should do, for the Boston Brunch listeners, we should uh, say a time. And, and we'll, we should all go we'll see We'll all Don't go breathe. to the movies together. And that's and my way of saying. And four people will show up and we'll feel really bad about the podcast. <laughs> yes. That will be. Uh, that I, I'm not seeing that in a theater by myself. Because if there's like three other people, then I'll, I'll be looking over my shoulder at the, the three other people. I, uh, really give me the willies. I saw last year. I saw um, that movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. At a theater at a, like a really small theater um, at basically nine thirty at night, and there was one other person in the theater, and it was an old guy, and that's a really creepy movie for anybody who hasn't seen it. And I was leaving the theater, uh, and the creepy old guy was like, "How'd you like the movie?" Oh. Uh, and I was like. Uh, it was good. He was like scary, right? I was like, yeah. Uh. And, and then I like walked out of the theater, and I was in an empty parking lot, completely empty, with just like my car in the parking lot, and the guy was behind me. And I was like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. No, and I, it was a, uh, it was a very traumatic experience. I've been in those. I feel like everyone's had a couple of those situations, and it's pro. At the end of the day, because you survive it, you're like, oh, there was probably nothing to worry about. But those moments easily could have been murdered. Those moments, you right. think that you're going to die. Right. Um, ugh, that's that's no good. Um, what was I? But that seems like it would be a, a good movie review uh, candidate. Don't breathe. That and get out. Yes, get out. Uh, we should have maybe even people from Get Out on. I would be totally down for that. Yeah, that would be. Uh, what if we became? the the hype up get out podcast i feel like down i i feel like because uh jordan peele made it though that every podcast is going to be hyped probably up because yeah he's, people are going to be so in circles. on that because there are a lot of jordan peele fans yeah. for good reason we should maybe should we play the underdog card with them like okay. hey i know you're doing cooler podcasts but could we'll you get, come on we'll this get one the one percent with little old us <laughs> um speaking of movies did you see the trailer for uh patriot's day yes what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, you're really not going to show me my man Jimmy O Yang. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a that's a huge bummer. Yeah. Um, but uh, the preview blue. I didn't think it was very good. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely going to see it, yeah. and uh, I think that there's potential for it to be good just because the cast is really good. Yeah, uh, with the exception of Mark Wahlberg, because fuck that guy. We've already yeah. we've already gone over that. Come on, Mark. Um, I'm not one of those, I won't see it because I think it's horrible that it was made. And to the people who think that way, one million percent fine with that. Like, it's it's probably way too soon to be making that movie and everything, but... Do you hear what Mark Wahlberg said? He said it's not I'm soon afraid. enough. <laughs> what does that mean? He said it's not soon enough. It's, like, it's this not is a soon story enough to remind to people told. of the worst day of their lives. Um... Yeah, like I'm, I'm willing to see it. I don't have high hopes for it because I just think that I don't trust Mark Wahlberg with anything. Um, the preview did not look particularly interesting, but it's obviously an interesting story. So. Yeah, I'm really just gonna see it to see uh, to see Jimmy O Yang because that guy's story is uh, I forget his name, um, but the the guy who he's playing. He's one of the most interesting parts of that whole story. It's the guy who got his car carjacked, right? Yeah, he got his carjacked, and they 
took they went to the gas station to get gas. Uh, one of the brothers, um, who was it? Uh, I think Tamerlan took his car, then went to pick up Jakar, and then they went to get gas. And this dude ran out of the car while they were getting gas, knowing that they had guns and stuff, and ran across the street to another gas station. And he he spoke horrible English. Like, the, the video from the the convenience store or whatever that he ran into is online and it's scary as hell because this dude runs in and he's crying and he's frantic and he's screaming and he runs behind the counter and he just ducks because he's hiding from these guys and the the clerk is like dude what are you doing yeah. and he's like we, we got to call 911 and the guy's like you're freaking me out man and he's trying to communicate to the guy like marathon bombers marathon bombers but the guy can't tell what the hell he's saying so did he know immediately uh, yeah, because when Tamerlan got in the car, he was like, uh, do you know the marathon bombing? I did that. They're looking for me. And he had a gun and everything. So he told wow. this guy straight up. I think he told him, like, we're going to New York and told him his whole plan and everything. So Not that's, a great strategy. <laughs> right. They they didn't do well, ultimately. But that that guy's story is crazy. Because if it weren't for that dude sacking up the way that he did who knows maybe they right. go to new york maybe they do some other stuff so it's wow. i don't know it's crazy that jimmy o yang's playing that character I because know. all you see is him fucking with people but uh yeah that's gonna be that'll um, be interesting i so i'm a little worried that if this is off topic kind of but uh i'm a little worried that if they make a friday night lights reboot oh yeah mark Wahlberg's gonna be involved somehow because peter peter berg hasn't done anything in recent memory, that doesn't without Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. That would be horrible. So I guess the only thing that he's done recently without Mark Wahlberg is Ballers. But that's basically a Mark Wahlberg thing, pretty much. Like Ballers is the most Wal- Mark Wahlberg. I'm sure show that Mark Wahlberg. I'm sure that Mark Wahlberg is. Oh yeah, he is. He's a, executive an executive producer, producer of, of of Ballers. Yeah, don't do that, Peterberg. That would stink. Um, all those people though are I. Th- Right? People are saying, the Friday Lines, people are saying, like, let's do another, let's do more. I think so. Uh, who is the, They've been saying that, that forever, recently? though. Yeah. His first, his you, first broken on We brush. haven't, we haven't, uh, did you go through the, the ringer thing of what happened 10 years? Couldn't get since? through it. You didn't, you, you tried? Yeah, was not good. Okay. I, uh, I didn't check it out. I haven't read it yet. Um, maybe for Monday we should come back with, like, what do we think, our, ourselves, what do we think happened? Well, with, we know that IRL... It's just Mindy and Billy <laughs> They're and still Tyra friends. just hanging out. I like to think that even if even with uh, success after the show, um, what's her face has been in a bunch of stuff since obviously, and they've all been in stuff. But um, uh, Palicki, Adrian Palicki, has been in a bunch of stuff. Even with the money they have to, I'm sure, buy nice houses and everything, they still live just in their Dylan houses. Have like a Dylan house. <laughs> Just like kind of a crappy little thing, and they sit around, they drink beer all day. That'll do it.